You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we are going to be taking a look at the message from the epistle reading from John, uh, 1 John. 1 John is a fascinating book. It picks up on a lot of the themes that John, the Gospel of John, it talks about. And so they're very much connected, which really isn't a surprise because it's the same guy who wrote them. It talks a lot about what it means to be a Christian and how Jesus gives us a, a victory over the world, whether by the forgiveness of sins or giving us Christ's love or in faith. And that is what St. John is talking about to us today. So I'd like to go through this uh, phrase by phrase a little bit to see what John is saying. So he starts out, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. This phrase, overcomes the world, uh, pushes us back to the Gospel of John. Jesus, when he was with his disciples, says to them, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has the victory over the world. Now this is an important thing for us to remember. There's a distinction between the way the rest of the world frequently thinks of the personal battles that we fight, especially when you look back to what the pagan world had said long ago. For that world, the battle is primarily me versus others. It's I am looking out for myself. I am trying to get everything I can for me. It's I am drawing in towards myself. You can see this in the difference between the way we think of a country and the way they would have thought about this back in the Roman days. The way we think about a country, we actually, we, we assume that this is the way it's supposed to be, that there are supposed to be borders and every country is sort of static and there's no competition for where land is concerned, that we're all just supposed to be content with the way that we are. And we think of this as just normal. But it's not an old idea. It's only something that's been around for about a century. Prior to this, every country was supposed to go out and get more land. The Romans, that's all they did, was try to go out and conquer other people for their own personal glory. If you go and look at the Odyssey, uh, Odysseus, his whole mission was to go out and kill everything he could for his personal glory. There's a massive body count just to make him look good. The battle there was us versus others. St. John sets up 
a different conflict. Satan versus God. The world versus Jesus. This is a very different kind of conflict that is already won. See, Jesus overcame death. He overcame Satan. He overcame the world when he died and rose from the dead, which means everyone who is born of God already has that victory. Jesus, when he was talking to Nicodemus early on in the Gospel of John, says that everyone who is born of water and the Spirit has life. Born of God. So it's Jesus who gives us the victory, not us ourselves. And that is what uh, St. John tells us in the next section. He says, And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? See, it's by faith in Jesus that we have this victory. Faith in Him that the power of Jesus' resurrection comes to us. So we don't have to worry about the world and what's going on there because Jesus has already won. The problem, though, is that Satan's biggest goal is to try and convince us otherwise. His whole job is to get you to believe that the world has won. That Jesus isn't strong enough to save. And he does this in all sorts of ways. He does this through scandal in the church. When you look at the Catholic Church, that is exactly what he's trying to do. There have been all of this scandal. You know all about it. I read in uh, Newsweek, no, it wasn't Newsweek, USA Today this uh, weekend, and they had this whole story about people and their reactions to the Catholic Church, whether they were staying in, all of that stuff. Many of them said, you know, when I first heard of all of the problems they're having, 10 years ago, I stopped coming. This is exactly what Satan wants. Why? He wants people to think that the church is not Jesus, that the church is the people. He wants them to think that the sin of the priests means the church doesn't do her job. But that's not the way it is, right? That's not how it works. It doesn't matter how scandalous the behavior of their pastors or their people are. It doesn't matter how cruel we can be to each other, and we can sometimes. What matters is that the church gives you Jesus. Because Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome the divisions. He's overcome our sin. He's overcome the pressures of the world. He's overcome everything. And if the church was right before the scandal, the church was right after it. If the church gave God's grace before it, the church gave God's grace after it. It means that even when Satan tries to break up his church with scandal, Jesus has still won. 
And this is true when you, when you think of uh, Satan coming to you and whispering about that guilty voice in your head, telling you that God could never love you. God has defeated that. He's overcome the world. It's true when you feel this, the pain of pressures and sickness and hurt and things from the world. God has overcome the world through Jesus Christ who gives us the victory by faith in Him. St. John continues. He says, This is He who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. Water and blood points us back to John's Gospel again. When Jesus Christ was up on the cross after he had died, the soldiers came to break the legs of all the people who were on the cross, the two robbers who were with him. But when they came to Jesus, they found he was already dead. And one of the soldiers stabbed Jesus in the side with a spear, and out came blood and water. Now, we might not pay so much attention to that, but the Gospel of John really does. What it says right after that, out of his side came blood and water, uh, the apostle pauses. He says, the one who saw this is true. He is not lying. He has witnessed this so that you know it is true. It takes like a couple of phrases to say, guys, pay attention. Why does he do that? We know what the water and the blood is. We do it all the time. Jesus comes by water and blood in baptism and the Lord's Supper. Jesus builds his church by connecting us to him through the water and blood that flowed out of his side. How do you know you have the victory? The water and the blood. And that's what John says in the next section. He says, And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he is born concerning his Son. Testimony is what it says. Uh, St. John gives us two or three witnesses. This points us back to Deuteronomy. The only way you could convict someone of a crime is if you had two or three witnesses. And we see it throughout the Bible that that was the standard for, for giving something uh, blame, convicting them of a crime. And it's significant that in the Gospel of John, when Jesus is on trial, they could not produce a witness that said the same thing. But here, John gives us three witnesses to prove that we have the victory. One of the things that well, I love most about the way we arrange our churches is that we arrange our churches for the weak. There are a lot of churches out there that arrange themselves for the strong. What do I mean by that? That if you go to the churches as long as you are healthy, as long as you are happy, as long as you're not going through a spiritual crisis, it's great. You get to stand up and sing. You, don't, you come to worship and you don't have a relationship with anybody else. And you leave and you don't know the pastor. 
everything is up in front and you receive it. But what about a church that is designed for the weak? Designed for each of us when we face a difficult time. When we're in the hospital. When we have a crisis of faith. And our sin makes us so worried about our salvation that we freak out. What about when we're down on our luck and we lose a job? That's when we need the church the most. To come to us and say, how you feel about your life doesn't matter. Don't trust your conscience. Don't trust your heart. Trust the witnesses of God. Trust that you were baptized, born of God by the water and the Spirit. Trust that you have been made one with Jesus Christ by the blood and the, and the body in the Lord's Supper. Trust that when the Spirit comes to you through His Word, He makes you clean. When He comes to you through the forgiveness of sins, He makes you holy. That's what we need. We need a witness to come and testify to us that when we doubt, that when we're afraid, that when we hurt, our feelings don't matter. What matters is God's love toward you. The victory that we have in Jesus. And that's what I love about congregations like ours. We who know each other, we who have a relationship with each other, we can be there to remind each other of that witness. To remind you, you are baptized. You are forgiven. You are brought into Christ. That his promise means that he has overcome the world. He has overcome the world even inside you. When you doubt or are afraid or are hurt. That is as much the victory that Jesus gives us as the defeat of the world that comes after us. Because even inside ourselves, we have sin that wants to pull us away from Christ. St. John tells us that we have victory. We have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, and he wants us to remember it, even when we're afraid. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaburwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.